kind. Servant. Fair. Humble. Very real and very human. Honest. He cared about people. Those are just a few words to describe the late Judge Richard Dinkins, who passed away on October 1st, 2023. Judge Dinkins had a storied career as a civil rights activist, lawyer, jurist, and most important of all, father. On this episode, you will hear from Tennessee Court of Appeals Judge Frank Clement Jr., Chief Deputy Clerk Lisa Marsh, Davidson County Chancellor Ann Martin, and his son, Ian Dinkins, as they reflect not only on his career, but tell stories of Judge Dinkins the person and share some of their more personal interactions with their co-worker, friend, and dad. Welcome to Tennessee Court Talk. After graduating from Vanderbilt Law School in 1977, Richard Dinkins would go on to join the law firm led by prominent civil rights advocate and former state senator, Avon Williams. And uh, Senator Williams had a substantial legal practice and was uh, one of the lead counsel in the litigation to desegregate public schools in Tennessee and particularly in Nashville. And uh, Richard was highly involved in that throughout the remainder of Senator Williams' life, Richard took the lead and continued on. And um, it's, it's an incredible thought that Richard Dinkins was a first grader when Tennessee public schools first integrated. And then later on, he would be the lead counsel in the litigation that resulted in a major settlement after about 20 plus years of litigation to help move forward the um, uh, desegregation in practice of the public schools in Tennessee. I'm Ian Dinkins. I am Judge Dinkins' son. My dad spent a lot of time working on education and specifically education equity causes, um, whether that be through charter schools or through the Nashville Public Education Foundation or the Oasis Center. You know, education has been something that's always mattered a lot to our family. And um, I think my dad saw at a pretty young age how important it was, and he saw that a lot of students in Nashville weren't getting those opportunities. So I think he really took it upon himself to, you know, finish, finish the fight that Avon started and, uh, you know, keep working on it long after the court case had been settled. Judge Frank Clement also knew Judge Jenkins as a lawyer before becoming his colleague on the Court of Appeals. Appeared in my court on uh, several occasions and, as you can imagine, was always very well prepared, was extremely courteous to all involved, uh, the witnesses and court personnel and what have you. And he was just a, a pleasure to work with when I was a judge and he was the lawyer. In 1999, the law firm of Dotson, Parker, and Bim merged with the law firm of Williams and Dinkins, joining Richard Dinkins with now Chancellor Ann Martin, six years into her young legal career. We worked on um, several cases together that were mostly plaintiff's employment cases. They're dealing with people who are really in crisis because work is so important. And so I got to sit in with Richard with a lot of clients as well as work on the, the legal part of the cases. Richard had this great way of connecting with people and feeling very real. And even though he was such a luminary and many people who sought out Richard's services felt like they knew him, even though they didn't, but they might go to church with someone who knew him or be related to someone who knew him. And he always made people feel welcome and connected to him and was really good at 
helping people appreciate and understand what their rights were, what could be accomplished, what might not be able to be accomplished through the legal process to sort of set expectations, but also be empathetic and caring and make people feel taken care of by him as a lawyer. In 2003, Richard Dinkins became Judge Dinkins when he was appointed to the Davidson County Chancery Court Part 4. Even after he went on the bench and I appeared before him, I almost felt like he was teaching me even though he was adjudicating my case and he was a neutral because he really guided the lawyers through you know, what he wanted to hear and what the issues were and, and, and was good at sort of redirecting you back to things if you got off on a tangent. And I have always had a lot of energy and spoken quickly and been an excitable advocate. And I think he found that amusing and familiar when I would appear before him. And, and sometimes he would tell me, now slow down and, you know, can you focus on this issue for me? Because this is what I'm interested in hearing, that kind of thing. So he was always teaching. Um, well, he gave out a lot of life lessons. There was once when he was a chancellor um, in Davidson County, we were at, at the courthouse at probably about 4.30 on a Friday and I was ready to go. It was like, it's the summertime, you know, it was still light outside. And someone, you know, called and said, hey, we're going to come get married. Can you mind waiting for a little bit? And my dad said, sure, sure. And so it was about 5.15 and we didn't hear it back. So we called them back and they said, we'll be there in like five minutes. So naturally, you know, about an hour and a half later, uh, these people, they finally showed up. And, you know, it was probably like 6.37 at that point. I was pretty, I was pretty, you know, mad as a nine-year-old. Um, but we found out that it was a soldier from Fort Campbell who drove down. And he was uh, being deployed to Iraq the very next day. So one of his life lessons was, just take your time and do your best, and that's the best you can ask for. You know, it's kind of those small things that made him who he is. In 2008, Judge Dinkins was appointed to the Tennessee Court of Appeals by Governor Phil Bredesen, joining Judge Clement at the Nashville Supreme Court building. It's also where he would form a friendship with now Chief Clerk Lisa Marsh. He's an easy person to, to know. He's easy to get to know. Uh, that's one of the beautiful things about him. Um, so just working in the clerk's office, first and foremost, who at that time, judges would still bring their written opinions, their orders to the clerk's office. Um, so he would hand deliver his own documents a lot of times. Normally when he would bring something to the clerk's office for filing or ask a question or pull a record, have us pull a record, he would just start chatting. But then he would ask, what's going on with you? How you doing? He'd talk about his son, his family, a little bit, different things. It was just on a personal basis. And then milling around the, the building, he would just always stop, talk, and gotten very close with him in our work. Um, all of us were. I mean, he treated all of us the same in the clerk's office as, as if we were one of the judges. It, it didn't matter to him. So I have, at that point, in 2009, our son was living out of state, and uh, he was engaged to be married the following spring up in the Northeast where he lived. Um, so I got a phone call in October of '09 saying, hey, when we come home for Christmas, um, we'd like to get married while we're there. <laughs> the day after Christmas with just immediate family, uh, the, his fiance's family was going to fly down. Uh, and all of our immediate family. 
um, can you find somebody to marry us? I'm like, oh, no problem. <laughs> so I thought about it. I went to Judge Dinkins, explained the situation. And uh, he goes, oh, I'd be more than happy, of course. And I said, there's a catch, Judge. It's the day after Christmas, December 26th at 6 p.m. You'll have all of your family. And he said, no problem. They'll be glad to, to not be with me for a little while. I'll be, by that point, I'll need out of the house. So long story short, um, we all, our son and uh, his fiance, they rented a, a penthouse at the Hutton Hotel. It was a frigid, cold night. And lo and behold, Judge Dinkins shows up um, uh, for the ceremony. And uh, he comes, and he just became one of our family immediately. Our daughter uh, was there with her almost one-year-old, and uh, he was about a month away from his first birthday. So Judge Dinkins immediately picks up the baby and just meanders around the apartment uh, you know, with the baby, playing with him, talking. He's just one of us. And so one of the things I laugh about, um, Judge Dinkins disappeared, went into another room, had the baby with him, and he yells, hey, everybody, come in here. Come look at this. And we're like, where'd you go? He goes, I'm in the bathroom. <laughs> and we all laugh. And we're like, seriously? He goes, yeah, there are TVs in the mirrors. So we all go in. He's in there with the baby on his hip with a remote in one hand. He's changing these TV channels and all the different mirrors. So we just we had a good time. But our, all of our family just fell in love with him. We all, he fit in immediately. Um, had the ceremony, which was perfect, and then went downstairs, had a nice family dinner. And he was just one of us, but he's just that down to earth and uh, open and receptive to everybody. Everybody just just thought the world of him from the very beginning. I have a couple of uh, uh, memories of his uh, playfulness. Um, after the judges on the Court of Appeals hear our arguments, we will adjourn court and go to what we call the robing room to discuss the cases that we just heard. And um, um, when we would discuss a case, I would look to him and say, uh, Richard, what, what do you think about this case? And I remember on one day, he pushed his chair back from the table and appeared to be looking under the table. And I said, what are you doing? He says, I'm looking for a lawsuit because I don't see one here. And that was his way of saying that there was no merit to the appeal that we had just heard. So I, I found that charming. And occasionally after that, I would push away from the table and look under the table and tell my colleagues from other cases that, like Richard Dinkins, I'm still looking for a, a case here. Judge Dinkins was also a man of faith. His father a pastor, as well as his best friend a pastor. Loved his family, uh, loved his church, um, and he was an elder there and sung in the choir. And uh, um, uh, frequently when we would say, uh, can you have a, can we have a meeting at 2 o'clock on, on Wednesday, he would say, well, I've, I've got a meeting at the church, but I can do it at 3. And so we would always say, oh, sure, what have you. But, but he was clearly highly involved in that. So when I was running for office in 2017 and 2018, Richard invited me to attend his church with him. And, you know, there are rules about what judges can do, and there are also 
you know, limits to what judges are comfortable doing in terms of, you know, supporting or endorsing someone, but invited me to come to church with him. And um, he was in the choir at his church, so we weren't really sitting together, but we, we shared a meal at the church after. But during that service, he participated in a announcement or presentation where there was an older single lady member of the church who had a special needs child. And this woman, I think, had always been worried about what was going to happen to her child after she passed. And it may have been a grandchild, but the net net is that Richard announced and was participating in this decision by the church to make sure that they always took care of this child. And he teared up and cried when he was making the presentation. And it was just so amazing because you know, it, it told you how much he cared about people and how important his church family was to him and how, you know, family was really a part of that. And it was really um, lovely and sweet. And again, he is such a tower of a, a figure in the legal community and the civil rights community. But he was such a kind person who wanted to take care of everyone. We end this episode with Ian Dinkins discussing his father's legacy. From his service to the city of Nashville to his family and his children. The sacrifices that he made for me personally, so I thank you for the sacrifices that he made just for you know Nashville and the city at large and just know that, you know, you know, me, my siblings, and everyone who comes after him doesn't take that lightly and it's kind of on us to carry the torch. And that's a responsibility that, you know, I don't take lightly. That's a responsibility that my siblings don't take lightly. And that's something that um, we know will make him proud and we know that He'll be up, you know, up in heaven with Avon Williams and the rest of the group. As far as like a legacy he wanted to leave, it wasn't in law or it wasn't being a judge. It was helping people, you know. The only reason he even wanted to be a judge was to help people. So, you know, in my current field, you know, in my siblings' current fields, you know, we all in different ways help people. And so I think that's a legacy that he wanted us to carry on and the legacy that we're all doing right now. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Tennessee Court Talk, celebrating the life and legacy of Judge Richard Dinkins. 